the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Encino Jupiter messages an, an excerpt, what appears to be from a book here. Mentoring is super important for leaders because, put simply, it brings the best out of the people you lead. Mentoring generates confidence, inspires trust, and fast-tracks team development. A big part of your own leadership development is determining what sort of leader you want to be. I like that one. I got one for you, too. No, this should be good. Yeah, sure. Ken, in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke Skywalker discovers that he needs help on his journey to become a Jedi Knight. He recognizes that he cannot achieve his true potential without some guidance and training. He needs someone to provide him direction and practical knowledge so he can acquire the skills, yes. the force, Ooh. the energy in the universe wisely yeah. and effectively. And Jeanette, who was that? Yoda! Yoda, the Come goat! Through. The goat! The best mentor the in this dang world! May the force be with you. And non-fiction. But shout out to Obi-Wan Kenobi too because he's a real one. Oh, no doubt. God, mm. I, I hate May 4th. I hate May 4th. Relish in it. Relish in it. T- Tannehill could have just said, you know, I'm going to teach him the force and just use the May 4th coming up and just got rid of all that. But no. Did you just say Yoda's the goat stone? He's after, a goat mentor. After Jeanette yelled, Yoda! Did you just yell the goat? At what? He's the goat at what? Uh, Mentorship. Life? Life. Knowledge. Wisdom. Oh, God. The goat he is. See what he did there? <laughs> <Roll> <laughs> a bunch of damned nerds. Time now because we are contractually obligated to have a name on an hour. And with that, a fancy sound effect. We welcome you into the lunch hour oh, here no. on Ken Levick Alive. Oh, no. As signified by the grown woman eating a sloppy joe with her mouth open. Hear the saliva. Hear the wet meat. Hear the inhaling. And let her enjoy her meal. We welcome you into the lunch hour. So here disturbing. on Ken Alive. I will never Speaking get used of disturbing, this. but also along the same lines, Jeanette. So I want to make sure that I'm getting this Maybe right. Worse. Um, uh, and uh, Penguins fans, I apologize if I butcher the name of who I'm about to talk about. Okay. Louis Domingue, backup goalkeeper That's a, for the got, Pittsburgh you Penguins. You actually nailed it perfectly. Okay. Louis Domingue. He came in in double overtime last night of a triple overtime Penguins playoff win over the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. So obviously, dude's not expecting to play. Once you get through the first period, second period, third period, overtime, you're like, yeah, not tonight. Not tonight. Not happening for me. Yeah, and the overtimes are 15 minutes because mm-hmm. there's no shootout. So it's one 15-minute period, oh, two. Yeah, you just keep going. 20. They're all 20. So it was over 50 minutes so of overtime. Our boy Louie was asked after the game about his preparation. And uh, this from uh, uh, C, what was it? Oh, the CBC. This was the discussion. I think we, we believe, we believe. I actually had a, quite the meal in between the first and the second uh, overtime. <laughs> I, I didn't expect going in, but um, maybe it sustained my energy. So uh, it, was, it was cool, though. It was cool to be part of that. You say quite the meal. What was it? You know, some spicy pork and uh, broccoli. <laughs> Not the best. I think 
Uh, we, let, let, let's uh, see if you can just queue up where he says spicy pork and broccoli uh, and then his dismount on that because that man went into double overtime of an NHL playoff game with spicy pork and broccoli sitting in his belly. Imagine that no. because for someone like me, that means I'm fighting indigestion while in all of that goaltender equipment. Louie, our boy, Wolf Down, even called, what did he say, quite the meal? Mm-hmm. I had quite the meal between the first and second overtime. It's not like he ate that between the first and second period. He ate that between the first and second overtime. And then 10 minutes later, as it's just sitting in your stomach like a brick, they're like, hey, brother, get on your pads. You're in. He's just bending <laughs> pucks off left and right. Yeah. So here's, here's, here's Louie again on his meal. Yeah, what was it? You know, some spicy pork and uh, broccoli. Not the best. <laughs> Not the best. Still kind of healthy, though. He's, oh, staying, he's staying on his regimen. That is fun. Well, he had the protein, but my problem is the spicy. The spicy is the issue. And by the way, that was courtesy of, uh, of ESPN. My apologies. Don't want to see any uh, legal issues. Um, but I, I was thinking, because for me, that would, that would elicit indigestion. And you're not popping a Pepto on the ice. That's not happening, which is usually my go-to, by the way, for indigestion. That or apple cider vinegar. I'm just saying, it tends to work. But could you imagine, what, what food gives you like that burning in your esophagus? Is there something that triggers that? Because for me, it's spicy or it's garlic. Uh, spicy foods. I do not. I All can, spicy foods? I cannot. I am such a wuss when it yeah. comes to spicy foods. So it's, can you imagine with that mask on? And you're just burping spicy. I was going to say, there has to be gas. And which end was it coming out of? <laughs> Maybe both. I mean, that's the thing. You you were in a high-pressure moment. And you're like, oh, here come the Rangers on an odd man rush. And all of a sudden, you're like, ooh. You know, like when you have those indigestion burps and it just, it's fire oh. from your chest into your throat. I, I just imagine he's tooting away, just on the way out. I, I hate to ruin on the party, but I've never had that happen in a game. How, like, what, have you, like, what have you eaten during a game, though? Because I wouldn't eat a meal. Wait, wait. I would eat, like, a protein bar. Yeah, it's always fruit and granola. You, you've never tooted during a game? Hell no. You've never farted during... You've never let one rip during a game. You're lying to me. I promise you I haven't. Playing Jeanette sports, is legitimately mad, ask, by the way. I didn't I, see that coming. I want to I wanna ask, like, when you have to go number two before the game and you're all nervous right as a young kid and then you get in the game you forget you have yeah, to go that, that's that i've been so, a part of so that. this dude's not like trying to read the offense coming at him and he's like <laughs> and he's like trying to focus no no he's dialed the hell in but but i don't know i mean i don't know about louis i guess i am i'm just i'm just scarred because now that i've taken on a life of running which is a terrible idea and i don't advise anybody to do <laughs> you that definitely toot. you definitely do and there are times where you just got to get off the road sometimes and take care of it because it's bad running makes you need to i can't imagine eating something with any sort of spice or any sort of garlic, even even the uh, six hours before a race. That would be a terrible idea. But in an enclosed space like that, where you've eaten spicy pork and things are just wafting in that helmet, that's got to be awful. Awful. And this man won a playoff game. And by him saying it wasn't great, I know that he was feeling something, right? Yeah. yeah or else he wouldn't have said it. <laughs> For sure. Or he was reacting off of the reporter's face. He had he one of those those hot liquid burps at some point, or he had a little bit of that rolling belly at some point. Because mm. he's not mentioning not great, 
unless there was some sort of visceral, physical reaction that he was having because of the spicy pork and broccoli. The, there's definitely some form of consequence. Yeah, yeah, there was something There was happening. a consequence. Right, because again, he doesn't say it if there wasn't a little bit of uh, discomfort in some area. Uh, V-Man in West Palm. What's up, V-Man? Hey, uh, it's so funny because he did such a great job, but it, it's true. When I played younger... I never, I don't know what, like your body shuts you down. Yeah. It's not everybody because mine just, I shut down and distract uh, and never had those issues. But I remember playing against someone who was, must have been, it's, it's almost like a defense. I, I had to block this guy. I did not want to block him because every time I went near him, he was, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, doing the deed uh-huh. and he was killing me. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? This is actually what? a defense mechanism. <laughs> Uh, because I don't want to be around this guy because I literally wouldn't even push into his chest or his stomach area. I just literally tried to grab onto his arms right. and, and, and try and fling him around. So maybe uh, it could be used as a weapon. I was going to say, that uh, might have been the game plan. Yeah, here's the garlic, and then uh, any ranger or any spicy, and the ra- rangers are like, bro, we don't want to get well, in uh, like within 10 feet of this dude. That's a good point. Well, if you watch the game, that yeah, you're right. They weren't getting real close to him, so, you know, it might <laughs> Burn their eyes or something. Who knows what it does? <laughs> I over love there. it. I love uh, it. I've skipped. They elevators. did get less aggressive. I will tell you that. Yeah, so. they definitely did. It was heavy legs, or they were just tired of Louie uh, letting it rip around him. And appreciate you, V man. I've skipped elevator rides because they oh, yeah. smelled. Like, yeah. You definitely farted into well, thing. I go. um I I used to, and this is not this is not farting, but there was a kid I used to play volleyball with, and he was our best player. But I'm <laughs> telling you, his bo was out of control. That's a and problem. I think anybody who's played sports has had that teammate where they're just endlessly stinky. And especially when you're going through <laughs> the puberty years, right? Like some kids just can't help it. And this kid, though, good-looking kid, strapping young gentleman, uh, good hair, good head of hair, and he could jump out of the gym. I mean, he was, he was our left-side hitter, and he was awesome. But, man, after he would come up with a kill and we go to, like, congratulate him, <laughs> I would like stick my hand out and be like, "All right, man," <laughs> and I. But I would not go up and like touch him on the shoulder. I wouldn't come up and like give him a little half bro hug. No way, because he reeked, reeked, and he didn't know it. Because I'm sure he's smelling it all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, he's blind. But, but he was that kid, and I got to think a football locker room is even worse. I've been in plenty of hockey locker rooms. Hockey locker rooms are great. Because hockey players are awesome to cover. Because they're all nice and they're congenial and they want to do the job because they care. But hockey locker rooms are the most rancid places in sports because they are musty and gross and B.O.E. and liquidy and bad. Isn't that every locker room though? But not like that. The pads. It's the pads. It's not even like the NFL has significantly smaller, flimsier pads, if you can believe that, than hockey pads. Hockey pads are thick, and they absorb moisture, and they're disgusting, and it smells, and it's sour, and their gloves are nasty. The people, great. The pads stink beyond death. Yeah, but athletes are mean. Like, like it's not going unnoticed if someone stinks. Like, it, it, that first three days that that 
kid starts to stink. I mean, the whole locker room knows that he's they're the, the stinky, stinky kid. Yeah, it's yeah, like so. Yeah. So so it's not like it's not like oh man, don't go over there. Like he stinks. It's, uh, you stink, dude. Everyone knows that guy stink. And also in football, the positions are usually together in a locker room. Well, yeah, the linemen so are the got, stinkiest. You got right? the linemen just yeah. over there in the corner or on the side, and they do their own thing. And if you want, if you want to step over there or shower with them, yeah, then that's your own fault. One of my biggest fears is being next to somebody on an airplane that has terrible BO and farts. It's a legit fear well, of mine. That, now, do you say something? I don't think. <laughs> I would. No doubt. No I doubt. Really? Would. Oh, Absolutely. I would just. With I would your just, eyes. With your uh, eyes. No, because I would just. No, with be- your eyes. I straight up. I have no problem. <laughs> I'm sitting next to you for the next three and a half, four hours. No, because. Here's some deodorant. Here's something. Here's some mint. We got to fix you. No, no. Because yes, absolutely. What, what, no, he can get upset if you just give him the eyes. Like, dude, I smell that. Like with your eyes, and he won't do it again. But this is this is this lends to a discussion about whether or not all people should carry deodorant at all times, whether it is on the field. See, Stone just showed me his deodorant. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mine's in the car in the glove compartment. I've got deodorant too. Took I us four. It took us five seconds. I've got my wallet and I've got my deodorant, and that's what I take. Every single day. Do you carry deodorant with you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do you carry deodorant with you? 888-760-3776. Now, in a locker room, it's a little bit different, but I would recommend in a locker room there probably be some deodorant, uh, especially if you're uh, an impressionable high school kid uh, or a college kid. Like, I'm just saying it makes your life easier. It's not difficult. But do you carry deodorant with you? 888-760-3776. All of this coming off of a discussion about a Penguins goalkeeper, or goaltender, I should say, um, who, uh, who ate spicy pork you before know who, he uh, became a hero. You know who always smelled good, though? I bet Han Solo. Oh, Man, he probably smelled divine. I can imagine. And Chewie, too. Chewie, though, he's climbing in the what? mountains. Chewie absolutely did no, not smell I bet, good. I bet Chewbacca. Chewie, no. might, be, Chewie might be the stinkiest character I bet. in, I in, in movie so history. Much. Yeah, the absolutely. stinkiest character in movie nope. history. Nope, nope, other nope. Than, other than the pig from Charlotte's Web. Like, that's that's... What are you talking about? No. Chewbacca is yeah. a big dog. Um, um, Any dog who goes a week without being bathed, especially one that travels the galaxy, yeah, Jeanette, smells Jeanette, 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 Not Chewbacca. Jeanette, you're sitting on a plane, right? To your left is Jabba the Hutt, and to the right is Chewbacca. No. no. Do not put Jabba the Hutt near me. Yeah, do you even know who this is, Ken? I know who. I, I, I know Star Wars. I like Star Wars. What I don't like is nerds like you with the May the Fourth be with you. I get it. You're dorks, and you want to talk about Star Wars all the time. I understand, but it's a good question. Jabba the Hutt or Chewbacca? Who are you sitting next to on a plane? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who would you rather sit by? Who would be less stinky? Jabba the Hutt or Chewbacca? And I say Chewbacca because Jabba the Hutt probably just has a bad breath problem. Chewbacca has a sour fur issue. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm sure he appreciates this. I'm going to transition into talking about Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He smells great, by the way. I just want to make it abundantly clear. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He is the man. If you have a personal injury matter, whether you've been in an automobile accident, a boating accident, a motorcycle accident, a slip and fall, if someone is at fault, 
He is going to find you the compensation you deserve. It is scary to navigate through this. You need someone in your corner, and that's where Pat Lawler comes in. Him and his entire staff at Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, decades of trial experience. It's Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Well, the obvious topic on a Wednesday where we're coming off the NBA draft and we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs it's May the 4th be with you for the nerds out there. So, what up? If you were on a plane, would you rather sit by Chewbacca or Jabba the Hutt? And do you carry deodorant with you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. What music is this? What is this? Armin Van Buren. But like from where? Are we back in college? Let me alone. <laughs> Are you reliving your glory days? Yes. Mr. Don't take me out to brunch because I got to be in bed bed by 9 p.m. Doesn't mean I can't think about my glory days. I don't want to live them anymore, but that's true. I can still go back in the old memory bank. Important conversations about stink. Do you carry deodorant with you? 888-760-3776. And on this May the fourth be with you for you Star Wars nerds. Also You're on you. a plane. You don't like stinkiness. Would you rather sit by Jabba the Hutt or Chewbacca on a three-hour flight? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Oh yeah, we already did that. Never mind. But it's good to talk about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Thumbs up. Okay. So... Um, uh, it also occurred to me during the break, uh, and a, and a good point by our, our teammate Cyrus Wittig, Jabba the Hutt has the, um, has like the rolls. So you got to think that cleaning him probably, it doesn't happen often Then it gets moldy under there and it's gross and disgusting. He also takes up a lot of room and he's like scaly and slimy, right? He also lives underground. <laughs> Which is why <laughs> he, he would smell like sewage also. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he smells, but, but. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's a future planet. It has sewage. Okay, fine. Um, but uh, Chewbacca, I can't tell you how much a wet dog smells terrible, especially going unbathed like a couple of days after he has been bathed. And think he's in like you know, like firefights and like just, just traveling in these terrible spaceships. I'm sure he smells god-awful too. And not to mention things probably stick to him. On a regular basis. Yeah, he doesn't have a good diet either. No, he has a terrible diet. Flatulence would be terrible. I mean, Jabba the Hutt, same thing. <laughs> Can Breath I, both has to be Jabba's awful. Jabba's are wet. <laughs> Can I just say how proud... I forgot Jabba lived in the ground. I am of Ken <laughs> and the complete 360 that he's taken on May the 4th with you. Stone, we got him, and this was an effort by both of us. We got you to break down sitting next to che- <laughs> Chewbacca or Jabba the Hutt. Would you May rather... the fourth be with you, yeah. Ken. It, it, May it, it, the fourth right. be free with a you. On a three-hour flight, who would you rather sit next to? Jamba the Hutt or Chewbacca? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Got him. I mean, Yoda 
probably doesn't smell great either. Do not come after you. Yeah, like, do not don't, come after no, you. Don't, don't like, do it. Don't, don't go, go there. You don't, he's you off don't, limits. Mm, mm, mm. No, he's got the weird hairy, like, kind of like random hair. Are we talking about you or Yoda? It's, well, both. It's also not, doesn't take very much effort to clean himself. He's all of two feet, so <laughs> it's a few But what about deep down. in those ears, man? Mm-hmm. Right, I would whatever. love to have a conversation with Yoda. He's probably so full of wisdom and just great knowledge of life and what to do with this thing. Uh, yeah. Are you, you're not a Lord of the Rings fan? No. Um, did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. So here's my issue with those period pieces. Okay. Like I get the romanticism about living in a castle and white stallions and knights fighting for the throne and all of this. But every single one of these period pieces that has ever been created, especially Game of Thrones, there's a lot of sexual behavior in those, right? There's a lot of intercourse. There's a lot of passion and romance. I want everybody to think about, in, in that time period in human history, how little running water there was, how little in the ways of sanitation it actually existed. Bathing, it was a bucket and maybe a cloth. And what has ruined me, and I loved Game of Thrones up until I kept thinking about this, when, when two people, or based on what castle you're in, people came together in an intimate matter, that had to smell horrific. I mean, just brutal. Not to mention, there's no antibiotics. So if there's something living on somebody and you catch that, can't deal with it. I'm going to say this as clean as possible. You go go and people are accusing you of witchcraft because you have bumps. But when you get some, you get some, no matter how. I mean, it's just a terrible time period to romanticize. It's it had what, to smell terrible. What else was there to do during those times too? You kill people, you Catch hunt people, yeah. and you mess with them. Yeah. And there's not like there's functioning AC in a, in a no, castle no, back in the day. No, no, it's stagnant mm-hmm. air with no windows, and it is a, a sauna, a sauna, right? And <laughs> you're not necessarily, uh, you know, you're not trimming hair or anything. It's gross. It's gross. So think about that the next time you sit down and enjoy Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. You binge watch it. Just just remember how little sanitation and how little cleanliness there actually was in that time period in American history. Or in, in human history. There was nothing Sorry. else to do. Make America great. What? There, there was nothing else to do back in the day. And everybody was in shape because there was they were running around yeah. fetching food and everything. Have so. kids, arrange a marriage, kill somebody, and move on with your with your life. Thank that's, you. That's what it was. What a life. Um, uh, real quick, uh, uh, before we get to before we we move on to the the Jeanette Javier sports movie spectacular, I want to touch on the Heat real quick tonight as well. We've been talking about Ryan Tannehill, whether or not athletes should be a mentor. Uh, you said that Marcus Spears had an interesting uh, take on. On Ryan Tannehill Stone? Yeah, he did. It, it, it was somewhat interesting, but he kind of went after him. It was cool. Are we going to hear it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a quarterback that threw three interceptions in the playoff game <laughs> and know that this team took a quarterback because of some of the things he's done. Like, look, look, y'all know me. I ain't finna go through all the psychoanalysis of what Ryan Tannehill is thinking. It ain't his job to mentor Malik Willis. You know what it would be, though? It would be nice. It would be nice for him to mentor him. It would be nice to be in the quarterback room and bounce things off of him as opposed to him just watching what you're doing because watching what you're doing, last time we saw you out, ain't gonna keep him a job at a quarterback either. 
So I just look at this situation and I think I think in the prism of what Ryan Tannehill is thinking standing at that podium. And the thing that he's thinking is they just drafted a quarterback. They just let my number one wide receiver go. And I just ended the season on a three interception game that we should have won because we sacked Joe Burrow damn near 20 times. That's what he's thinking at that podium. He ain't thinking about Malik Willis. It just came out that way. Well, Ryan Tannehill did talk about some of the struggles that he had after that playoff game because, again, he was miserable. Three interceptions, uh, ended their season on a terrible interception. Listen to Ryan Tannehill open up about how taxing that's been on him. It uh, sticks with me, but um, therapy, you know, talking to people, um, time, all of the above. Yeah, it was it was tough. You know, it was tough. You know, it was not not a situation you want to be in. Um, you know, you, you prepare so long and so hard to put yourself in that in position to um, go chase your dreams and and to go out and play beneath the standard that I have for myself. Um, it stung, hurt. Uh, therapy. I mean, him opening up. It's rare, Jeanette, that an NFL player is going to come out and just say, "Yeah, I went to therapy. I talked with people. I was going through a rough patch." Maybe just maybe Ryan Tannehill is still in a little bit of a vulnerable spot and uh, maybe he wasn't quite expecting the mentorship question yesterday. I think that's a bad job by the Titans people mm-hmm. if he wasn't prepared for it. But maybe this is a guy who is is still sort of on the, the, the comeback route. Is that is that fair maybe? Maybe we're being a little hard on Ryan Tannehill in the response to the Malik Willis question? No, because it, it's still you are the veteran. You have the experience. You have the opportunity to teach somebody things that you didn't know beforehand. You have the opportunity to teach somebody to be better at their current role. Um, no, I, I mean, and that's not too mental issues is a big thing. You're not course. trying to diminish it. No, I no, no, I'm not saying you are. No, but I think... Ryan Tannehill is absolutely, I think it's nearly disrespectful what he's doing to Malik. I do think that him opening up about that, him being very candid about that, shows that he's feeling pressure. That he knows that nobody has forgotten about how last season ended and that maybe he believes that the clock has started on him. I don't think you bring that up unless you're starting to have those thoughts in your head that I'm one more major trip up away from there being a legit chance that I don't have this job any longer. Right, and the way the question was asked could have possibly just triggered that, like you just said and like Marcus said, and it just came out the way it came out. But that's scary if you're a Titans fan or, or you're the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator, head coach, whatever it is. It's just a little scary because, if yeah, if they go one and four or, or two and six, there are going to be conversations being had. I just don't think a response like that, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. Well, it might be correct it doesn't help anybody, anyone, including Ryan Tannehill. There's not one person that hears that and says, oh, I'm inspired. Let's go, Ryan. Like, No, that doesn't have that effect on people. All you say is I can't wait to meet him. Seems like a great kid, and we're going to get to work, and whatever he can do to help the team get better is that. And then it's a non-story, right? And then it's just gone in the wind, and next question. Right. But no, now we got to talk about this for, for weeks on weeks, and now leading up to camp, it's going to be a bigger deal. It is going to be a storyline. That's exactly right. It did not help anybody. Hey, uh, if you need some help with your foot and ankle pain and there are a lot of you out there and I know it's annoying it's very annoying you don't want it to linger 
Okay, you need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. Team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Well, she came back from Denver, and she immediately reached out and said, hey, what movie should I watch? I want to give a review. And we decided for Love of the Game was going to be the film. Jeanette Javier, who never watched sports movies before she got into sports radio, well, we are fully engrossing her in the genre of film every week here on Ken Levick Alive. Jeanette Javier herself reviews a sports movie, and we call it Jeanette Javier's Sports Movie Spectacular. There's our Hollywood music. After getting off a plane, probably, what, a two-hour trip from Hollywood, Denver? Denver, L.A.? I'd say about two and a half, Two hours, three. two and a half hours. Yeah, the West is big. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> it is big. It is. By the Come way, here for more geography lessons. The Denver airport being a full almost hour outside the city is really annoying. Have Do you know the conspiracy theories that are in the Denver airport? Really? No. The statue, they have a horse statue outside that's haunted. Apparently, it's built in the sign of a hate of symbol and then there's like an underground government there's like six seven conspiracy theories in the denver airport it is insane i just like that the denver airport has those spiky roofs like mountains sticks with the theme the mountain theme is really hit hard in denver yeah definitely well i mean i get it it's sort of their thing (laughs) it's sort of what (laughs) denver's known for they have a full baseball team Uh named after them uh so for love of the game jeanette as we get back into basketball mode basketball oh what Baseball. Baseball. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Baseball mode for love of the game. Yes. Baseball. And of course it features Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I want in my sports movies now. Kevin Costner. (laughs) Give me the man from Dances with Wolves. Uh Uh-huh. As always. And again, Kevin Costner has made every sports movie ever made. Uh, Rest in peace, Kelly Preston. She was in that. Stunning. I think this was the first full-length movie I've seen with her in it. And a shocker, John C. Riley can play a serious character. All I knew of him was Step Brothers beforehand, so this was just shocking. Surprise! To me. It's like when Jim Carrey started doing serious movies. What? Like why? No, but I dug it. I dug it. Um, the whole. So one thing I did not expect: it is not a sports movie. It is a rom com, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which thoroughly annoyed me. Uh oh. I did not appreciate that, yeah. and it was the cheesiest of all time. The girl gets stuck on the highway, which. <laughs> Shout out, she went to Bear Mountain. She was on her way to Bear Mountain Park in mm. New York, which mm. I've stayed in by myself. It's mm. a beautiful park. So I kind of not like, maybe if, I wish that would have happened to me on my way to Bear Mountain Park. Like Aaron Judge would have driven by? Oh, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. There, I'm not saying that there was hope and it's a fictional movie, but that would have been cool if this happened to me. Sure. But um, typical cheesy BS romance movie. That's what I got. And I was so disappointed. Because here you have Kevin Costner, the star, the GOAT of the sports movies, coming through. Boulder, Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. What is this romance thing that he's doing now? And why? And why is John C. Riley not making me laugh? <laughs> 
So you're typecasting John C. Raleigh is what you're doing. That sounds like a Jeanette problem. A hundred percent. I mean, it is a personal issue, and I will own it. (laughs) But um, one thing that really stood out, terrible people, talking about geography. Yeah. Terrible thing that they do. They say spring training in Lakeland, Florida. Hmm. All of a sudden, it's Miami in the movie. Oh, no. Lakeland, Florida in the movie is on the beach. Oh, no. With bathing suits. There is with no- the Miami oh, Vice no. style on it. Yeah. There's and- nothing that you can compare Lakeland and Miami. And then yeah. they said that she flew into Fort Lauderdale when she went to go visit him in Lakeland, Florida. Yeah, why would you Their do that? geography oh, no. of Florida was so off and was beyond distracting. That alone is a plantain worth. Like for a viewer who yeah, knows what they're talking about, off, yeah. one plantain it's off. It's like judging in the Olympics if you don't hit the double axle or the triple toe loop, that's immediately like a half a point Yeah, off. like you're lazy. You, you yeah. missed something. Yeah. They missed three things. Flying into the Fort Lauderdale airport with a Miami Vice style on the beach, <laughs> but you're in Lakeland? Get out of here. You're in Central Florida, an hour west of Orlando. Like, yeah, no, that was terrible. The only cool thing that I found was every time that he was on the mound, he was like, clear the mechanism. And then poof, it was silent. It was just him on the mound getting ready to pitch So there's the ball. a lesson to be learned from that. I wish I could do that with By my the life. Way, Fort Lauderdale is a three hour and 18 minute drive to Lakeland. I lived in Orlando. I know exactly where Lakeland is. <laughs> so when I saw it and they were like, oh, I flew into Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, why is the beach? Why is there Lakeland, Florida on the bottom mm-hmm. in subtitles? And then they're at the beach and there's girls in bikinis <laughs> and there's pastels and white suits around. This is not Lakeland. <laughs> I know Lakeland. This is not Lakeland. No! It's the weird, awkward place between Tampa and Orlando. So overall, it doesn't seem like you were a big fan One of it. One plantain. Whoa. She didn't even waste any time. There's not even wow. any grand One reveal. Plantain. That was loaded up. I Disappointed. I saw when I was looking up on Amazon Prime, I was like, ooh, Kevin Costner, yeah. Kelly Preston, John C. Riley, and the girl from uh, Jane Austen, who I watched, I been watched all of the Hunger Games when I was in Denver. Oh, okay. She was in the Hunger Games. So uh-huh. I was like, this cast looks phenomenal. Let's freaking go. And then I get a rom-com that's absolutely displaced in Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> it was disgusting. I didn't <laughs> like it at all. Oh, Seriously. I give it. Half a plantain. What, what, half a plantain. Oh. It was worse than Raging Bull. Oh, man. And Raging Bull was already won. Uh, so we are going to have to try to get her back on the Kevin Costner horse because she has spoiled. Uh, Boulder was so good. Tin cup. I think tin cup. We got to go to golf. I thought we did tin cup. We didn't We've do done tin cup. cup. We did tin cup? Yes. What about an, oh, yeah. What about, Russo. what about like an, an, I know he's not in it, but any given Sunday. Something more upper All alley. right, let's do any given Sunday. Let's go, with, let's go to football. What sport is that? Football? football. Oh, it's okay. football. I need a break from baseball. I'm so disappointed in this. Little Willie, Willie B, man. Any given Sunday, very controversial. A lot of opinions about that movie. All right, any given Sunday it is. And I'm passionate about this movie, so I can't wait for this. There is Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular after further review for Love of the Game gets... A half plantain. That's a first. We've never had just a half plantain given to a movie. Kevin Costner, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. One part that almost made me vomit, too, when he orders V8 juice on the plane. What juice? V8. Oh, yeah. V8's terrible. Who drinks V8 by itself? The only time you do it is with a celery Mm -hmm. stick and vodka Well, here's the thing. I knew a couple of people that used to drink just straight tomato juice when I was a kid. Do you drink... Regular V8. Disgusting. Do you just eat? Do you just it doesn't drink? Doesn't exist anymore. 
Is it duds? I, I, I have not seen it anywhere. Uh, you, bartending, I've made I've right. made Bloody Marys. Do you drink V8? That's it. Like, just, just unmixed, <laughs> not the fruit juice. Do you drink V8? Tomato-based V8. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are you a regular consumer of V8? And who hurt you? 888-760-3776. By the way, we were talking about stinky people and talking about uh, in castles when things would get steamy and moist and disgusting and the amount of BO that that you probably smelled in there. Uh, These period pieces make it very difficult for me to watch them and believe that intimacy was that fun when you could smell someone from 40 feet away. Well, you know what's going to happen if your AC goes down? Your house is going to be hot and moist and gross, and the potential of you stinking is high, okay? So that's why you need to get the AC in check. You need to make sure it's functioning correctly. If it goes down, you need to replace it. That's where EDS Air Conditioning comes in. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Been doing it since 2006. Family owned and operated. They service all of South Florida. If you think your AC is going down, get it checked now. Because then you'll be really paying for it later when you have to check into a hotel because your house, your condo, your place of residence is unlivable. EDS is yes. How do I remember that? There's so many air conditioning companies. It rhymes. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. Working appointment schedules around you. They're looking out for you. And they handle plumbing needs as well. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. More to come, including heat. Sixers, game two. And did Jeanette enjoy hot dog dipped in beer? We'll find all of that out next. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So last week with Jeanette heading to Denver, we figured we would afford her the opportunity to, uh, to, to pull off what we had seen go viral the week before, and that was the now new baseball fan tradition of dipping your full hot dog into beer and eating it, okay? So we told her, hey, maybe if you dip the hot dog with the bun a little too much, it's not great because the bun's going to get soggy, the bun's going to crumble off, it's going to go into the beer, it's a bad situation overall. But my first reaction when seeing the Yankees fan, who uh, I believe it was on TikTok we saw this for the first time, dipping the hot dog into the beer and eating it, my first thought was, you know what? I don't hate it. So Jeanette, being the good soldier that she is, she was going to Denver. She was going to go to a Rockies-Reds game. And so she volunteered herself yes. to, to pull off or at least attempt to try the new culinary trend. So you send video of this. It's on social media, at Jeanette and Juice, at Jeanette and Juice on Twitter. It's also on our Instagram. Don't get weird, though, kids, okay? Uh, and, and you, you had a full hot dog. Now, did you have a condiment on this hot dog? Ketchup. You had ketchup, mm. so you did it with ketchup. Now, I said it would probably be better with mustard if you if you were going to have a condiment on it to dip it in the beer because beer and mustard inherently go together. Jeanetta did it with the uh, with the ketchup. Mustard is trash. <laughs> uh, so what was your overall thought on dipping hot dog into beer? Did it feel 
normal? Did it feel weird? What were your initial thoughts? It felt really weird, especially because I went to the game by myself. The people who were filming it were very confused by the whole thing. <laughs> oh, you missed an opportunity to do the old, hey, can you record? Well, even That's did. what I did. That's exactly what oh I did. Oh, my God. They were, uh, complete strangers recorded me doing this, and they were very confused. They were like, I, I came up with a story. I was like, I lost a bet, so I had to dip That's my hot dog in a beer. And they're like, you have to do what? And I was like, yeah. And if you listen to the video, they're like, yummy, yummy. Yeah, right. But That commentary um, was weird. I could have done without that. It was very weird. But the hot dog part, um, it was, it was that part wasn't bad. But what the beer does to the bread, it does get very soggy. And it kind of like, like it kind of like very soaks quickly, it up. right? Yes. And so it probably just falls apart in your mouth like, to- yes, like cotton I was just candy. Gonna, yes. And that part is the most disgusting. But if it were just the hot dog that I would dip into the beer... It's not that bad. But the bun has to be a part of this. The, well, I did it, I, I bit into it twice. Yeah. Just to make sure, like, but the consistency with the bread and the beer. Not great. No, that was really is it? Weird. Is this something that you would do in your free time or was that like a one-time thing? It was probably a one-time thing. Yeah. Unless one- I was really drunk and I'd be like, hey, why don't you guys try this? <laughs> <laughs> one through five plantains. One through five plantains, I gave it a solid two. All right. Because so. the taste was not that bad with the hot dog, even with the ketchup. But what it does to the bread, really awkward. I, hot, my mouth didn't know what to hot do. Hot dog and beer, more favorable than for love of the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, could you play Could you play some some peppers? Some, some peppers? Some, some peppers? Crank it. Crank it. Because it is time for the heat. Sixers, game two. DeAndre Jordan looks like he's going to start. DeAndre Jordan is going to start in this game again because Doc Rivers says, hey, I don't care if you don't like it. We're playing him. He's starting. Boy, Peppas, the band is getting, they're getting warmed up. This took, there we go. It's like Lil Wayne. Crank that. Crank that. Game two. Sixth man of the year. Tyler Hero. Boy wonder. Max Struess. Beautiful man. Most beautiful man in history. Some Struess. I'll eat. I'll take a bite of that. (laughs) There we go. Tyler Hero. Gonna make the the three people pay who didn't vote him first. Sixth man of the year award. That's true. After tonight, what's the series gonna be, Stone? 2-0. Who's gonna go off tonight, Jeanette? The Heat. (laughs) Pick it. Pick one. Ty Oliver. Okay. Who? Tyler. Oh, Tyler. I think Tuck has a night tonight. Yeah, I do too. 15 tonight. I also feel like Struess. It's a Struess night. I'll take it. I'm going to say four. Show up. Four Max Struess threes tonight. Four of them. Book it. Four of them. Taking a butt out of that Struessel. All day. Jeanette. Thank you. This was, I don't even know what this show was, but it happened. May the 4th be with you. Oh, no. I hate that dismount. Jeanette Javier, Stone the Bandwitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. I've been live on ESPN 106.3, nerds.